Khan. Hello and welcome back to another round of Controllers and Couches. I'm Full Metal Chicken. And I am Steph Fafar. Unfortunately, we have no drink sound for you today. Yeah. Um, I've, it's I've... just us. We're boring and dry today. We can just say that the planet ran out of water. <laughs> ran out touch of water. Touch wood. Touch wood. But they ran out of trees well, so we can't touch wood. <sighs> well, yeah, we still have all wood-made products. Yeah. So, so yeah, you know, touch shelf. <laughs> Or touch floor. How's your week been going, sir? Well, mine's hectic. It's been a hectic week, so essentially it's just downtime now. Um, but uh, yeah, apart from that, there were so many things I was planning on doing today, but I decided on doing none of them. Yeah, well, so I'm. I'm you know your weekend, you're entitled to do whatever you want to do. I'm being very, very efficient. I went driving though, um, which was stupid because there was cars everywhere there's fire trucks everywhere there's ambulances everywhere there's police cars everywhere there's accidents everywhere and now there's fires everywhere so essentially we've got a real life version of the sims going on now all we need is um godzilla to pop up in our local area and it's a monster <laughs> and the reaper and we're good to go yeah so essentially um yeah so i uh yeah i blame um NORAD for that, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd say ASIO, but we're friendly with them. <laughs> Hello, ASIO. Hello. But, yeah. Um, can I just say, when I get started, that I have never done this much reco- like required reading, pre-lecture rec- reading, post-lecture reading, um, supplementary reading, where it's like, oh, it's technically not required... But if you want to get higher than a B, you're going to kind of have to do this extra supplementary And they look at reading. it and just go, yeah. And you just go, well, it's there. If it wasn't important, they wouldn't give it to us. They just want you to read and read lots. So that's what I've been doing. My yellow highlighter is a trooper. It's day two of uni that I've just come home come home from uni from. That's why it's just been nuts because everyone's just gone back. And it's just been insane. But I just... I want to say tired, but I know I don't do anything with my life to render being tired. So yeah, I mean, it does get pretty. Uh, yeah. Busy. What do you do? You just roll with the punches. Yep. So on the reading front, have you got any updates for um, us? I read half a chapter, but I've been listening to the audio book version of a different what book. What chapter are you up to now? Um, I'm up to. <laughs> I think I'm up to like chapter sixteen. Sweet. So. Um, but- the other audio book you've been listening uh, to? Ready Player One because we've got the movie coming out the 29th of March. So I'm up to chapter 22. Woo woo. On that. So Good work. You fly through that. You can get through that in a couple of days. Yeah. So that's good. So I figure, yeah, you know, cruise, you know, cruise through that. Um, yeah. But yeah. Cool. And yeah. how's your reading going? Um... I participated in a readathon this Saturday that just passed, and I vlogged it. But I read the first two books in the Fifth Wave series. The, it's it's a trilogy. So there's the Fifth Wave, the Infinite Sea, and the Last Star. I gave the Fifth Wave five stars and the Infinite Sea two stars. Um, I've obviously, you bought me the Fifth Wave when it was my birthday, like way back in two thousand and sixteen, and I read it that time we went on the road trip to Canberra. But I wanted to reread it because obviously if I'm reading the rest of the series I wanted to refresh my memory of everything that happened and stuff and um, 
Yeah, I think that The Fifth Wave, like the the first book in that series, yeah, um, it's one of my favorite dystopians. So I really like that. The second book was a really like bad letdown. It was more filler, and I appreciated that they focused on other characters, but it was just could have been a hundred page novella. It didn't need to be three hundred pages. Yeah. But what do you do? Um, in other news, the quiz I chose today is we're doing the which Black Panther character are you BuzzFeed quiz because we saw it, we'll be reviewing it for you shortly. And um, so, yeah, all right, all right. Let's see if I can get my link to work. That, oh, yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, are you, go- are you ready to go? Uh, yeah, I'm good to go. All right, let's hit it up. Okay, so uh, which Black Panther character are you? I'm going to go into this and I want to say I would like to be the guard or the sister. You know what I thought when I was watching it? M'Baku. Yeah. That, he's like, he's, although, yeah, no spoiler alerts, but he's a badass. So, um, that, that'd be interesting though. Yeah. See how that goes. Uh, okay. Choose a Marvel character, another Marvel hero to team up with. We have the Cap. We have Iron Man, we have Widow Black, we have Hairless Thor, we have Loki, and we have Spoderman. Yep, Spoderman. I'm going to go with Cap. I love Cap. I'm going to go with Thor, because he has a big hammer. Alright. Well, yeah. Not anymore. No, got destroyed. Mjolnir went bye-bye. So, wait. Or is his heart Mjolnir, if you think about it? Yeah. Well, essentially, he is... Electricity. Yep. Uh, (laughs) So, you're an undercover spy... And your cover has been blown. What do you do? Do you fight your way out? Or do you lie your ass off to try and convince them? I want to say I'd lie my ass off so I wouldn't have to deal with fighting my way out. But I think a really good fight scene is necessary for an action movie. So I'm going to say fight my way out. Yeah, I went for fight my way out. Um, Would you rather have super strength for the rest of your life or a teleporter device with only 100 uses? Super strength would be great in the gym when I'm trying to show off in front of the tryhards. Yeah. I can't think of... If you're moving... If you're someone who moves house all the time, super strength would be great. But that teleporter only 100 uses thing would annoy me after a while and I'd get really bad anxiety over it. Yeah. About like, oh my God, how many do I have left? Am I using them adequately? So I'm going to go super strength. Yeah. I'm going to go super strength too. Just because, yeah. You have the ability to overthrow the government and become president for life. Do you do it? Hell yes or no? Nobody should be a dictator, even if it's me. I'd be a half-decent dictator. I'd be a dictator for the people. I wouldn't be a dictator. I'd be a president. I'd be a good president. But I think the people have the ability, should have the ability to have different leaders so that way things can get changed up, yep. government can change, because it's very easily to become a warlord, I yeah. think. And I'm not about that life. I'm all for, um, is it democracy? Yeah. Is that the word? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go for, no, nobody yeah. should be a dictator, even if it's Plus me. Plus one. Choose an animal that best represents your inner strength. Okay. So we've got a white rhino. We've a got bar. A, a bar. A, a brown grizzly bear. And we've got uh, a leon. <laughs> a Leon and a, a gorilla, a wolf or a snake. Uh, more specifically, cobra snake in the image. Yep. Uh, I most identify with wolf, but then I'm you like, mean a, a danger snake. 
Oh, oh sorry, a danger. Um, <laughs> danger noodle. A danger noodle. I'm going to go with wolf. I'm going to go gorilla. How smug does the gorilla look? In it does, photos? yeah. I'm like, like, yep, I'm going to go with gorilla. Um, pick something to make out of a vibranium. Sonic cannon, unbreakable armor, flying car, doomsday bunker, just a really cool sword. Nothing, I'd sell it for tons of cash. Oh, why is that even a question? Yeah, I want armor. So who'd you get? I got T'Challa. I got M'Baku. Okay, I'll let you read yours first. So M'Baku, you're the type of person who's all it. Well, id, they put id, all ID, but I'm assuming it's all it. You want what you want and you do Can what you... Can we talk you... about how far T and D are on the QWERTY keyboard? I know, right? You <laughs> want what you want and you do what you can to get it. When you're stuck doing something you don't want to do, like school maybe or work, you get bored and distracted easily. But when you're focused on something you love doing, there's almost nothing that can stop you. Okay, so I got T'Challa. You're a passionate person, which sometimes means that you act before you think. But when it comes down to it, you always try to do what's right, even if it means looking at your own personal beliefs and thinking, is this really how it should be? Can I change to become a better person? Hmm. Yeah, buddy, let's share that yeah. to everyone and bother everyone yeah. in my friendship group. Hmm. I had a Facebook cull, so I culled a ton of people that um, I don't necessarily see or thought, think I needed, so... Yeah, so I apologise to everyone. Okay, launching into our first movie review, we watched Winchester yes. yesterday. Not yesterday, sorry, last week. I'm sorry, I'm a, I'm a goofball. Um, and we saw it on Cheap Ass Tuesdays over at the local Hoitzes. Yep, local um, Give me a review. First up, a star rating, and then explain. So, how many rooms out of ten? How many rooms out of ten would you give it? Um... For me personally, I'd probably give it 8 out of 10 rooms. Yeah. I would give it 5 out of 5 rooms. I thought it was really, really suspenseful. It wasn't... Looking back, it wasn't too heavy on the jump scares, but at the time I could have been... I wanted to be scared a bit more, but I think it had a fantastic plot. And I don't understand why it's been slammed so hard. I mean, people have slammed it and given it, you know, terrible reviews. They've said it's just because people think dumb that crap. Helen Mirren's character is a side character. Yeah. She's the main character. Yeah. You just focus on this um, medical doctor's perspective. Yeah. But I think it's brilliant if you're into thriller movies. I'd say it's more thriller than horror. Yeah. Um, definitely check it out. I'm not going to say it's like one of the best horror movies, thriller movies I've ever seen, but it is definitely worth a watch. And I think it does the whole conspiracy and the story yeah. a good... About you know? Sarah Winchester and... Yeah. You know, she's the widow of... Um, the Winchester. William Winchester, who's the... the yeah, owner of the Winchester... Rifles. No, 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 it's... Not recoiling. Um... um uh, not revolving... Re- it's, is re- it re- reloading? reloading repeating rifle that's it yeah yeah repeating rifle so um yeah and it's interesting because when you see the screenshots you straight away go oh that was filmed in australia and they've got a few aussie actors in there too i i'm sorry but after i had to do that stupid animal plant micro microbiology was necessary but but remember i had to do that subject in 2016 because it's like a course court like it's a core subject for my course 
and then like, oh, trees provide a sense of place. Like yeah. you, you can look at a tree and you can and know be exactly like, where I know is. exactly where I am. So they walked into the townhouse in the beginning and I'm like, this is that house that's in St Kilda. Um, and you actually drive past if you're coming from the St Kilda way to go towards the beach. Yeah. So I recognize the house, like the exterior of the house. And then you can tell that they used They've, that. Yeah, I see. And then you're like, yeah, this is really like, I don't know if it was rural Queensland, but you can tell that it was a bit more, you know. And it's funny because that actual house, um, I actually know a few people who've actually been to the house. To the Winchester house, the actual mansion. um, Yeah, and apparently it's just really weird. And apparently it's one of um, the most places in America. It's actually also um, a historical site. Yeah, because... um, yeah, pretty much some of the... It's like one of the oldest buildings too, I think, in San Jose, California. Yeah, San Jose. So, um, essentially they do tours through the actual house. Let's go one day. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be cool. A... See, the thing is, I was always told that you don't go to places like that because you bring whatever it is home with you. Like, yeah. it attaches itself to you. Yeah. So, it's the only problem I have with that. But anyway, let's launch into our Black Panther movie review. Yes. I'm giving it four out of five. Um, it, one, it, is, it is one of the best movies we've seen in this phase yeah, of Marvel movies. Yeah, it was really good. And I found... I get, I'd probably get four and a half out of five, only yeah. because you can give it more. But there were certain aspects I wanted to see done differently. But as a whole, for a backstory really good and as much as you see, there's a little bit of a, a twist in it so if you haven't seen it go see it definitely everyone who's a marvel fan yeah it's need to they did it really and they did african culture justice yeah so very much tribal based yeah it was and... very i thought it was very well, well researched because i read an article about where they got their inspiration from and you know actually they got some actual um, elders and stuff allegedly to um, help them with the costumes and the design and stuff so I think it was really well researched and executed yeah. I think they did it well and they treated, not that I'm trying to make this a feministic podcast, but they treated women with more respect in this movie than they did with Wonder Woman over at DC. Absolutely they... and it was supposed to be the first Like, not only was it the first person of colour superhero movie but they did I would say that this it was more of a female driven cast as opposed to yeah that. like they I'm trying to be sexist and be like oh my god every they pretty much saved the day female. but yeah so uh, yeah welcome to Wakanda um, straight out of Wakanda <laughs> yeah so basically it's a it's a rite of passage for T'Challa well, yeah. Yeah. And then we also last night, this is where I got tongue twisted before, we decided to watch The Omen. It's a 2006 movie that is on the Aussie Netflix catalogue. Yeah. Now, I pointed this out because I've seen the original mm-hmm. and I saw it when I was a bit younger. And there's certain parts of that movie which you saw, you kind of go, oh, this is going to be bad. And there's much, it's not so much jump scare, it's just. Gore in some places. Yeah, and it. So essential, essentially, the premise is, um, they have a kid. Oh well. They do have a child. Yeah, they have a child, but, but the they get tricked. Child passes away. Yeah. And um, there's a child that's you know whose mother died in childbirth, 
unfortunately, and they're... The, the husband decides to adopt this baby because his wife doesn't know. Yeah. And then they take it home, obviously, and they raise it. And then um, very dark Really, really dark starts things. happening. And then the mother catches on and is like, I don't feel like this is my child. He scares me. Blah, blah, blah. And the child is, like, out to get her. Yep. At Julia Stiles is the mother. In yeah. This. And then, then the dad has to, like, backtrack everything and figure out what's going on. and, But, yeah, I agree with you. I was creeped out, but it must have been terrifying when the original series came oh, out. Oh, yeah. And, and when this movie originally came out in 2006. And it's actually a, a trilogy. Yeah, you so, mentioned that. Um, but, yeah, I, it was more gore in the place of thriller. And the horror aspect really got dry for me after a while. It was just kind of like, okay, so where are you going to go from here? Yeah. But, um, yeah, Pete Postlethwaite. Um, Postlethwaite. He, he was really good as the priest in that. Agreed. 10 out of 10. He was the best actor in the whole cast. Absolutely. And he really... He really drove that. He actor. has a lot of weight um, behind the character. He could, yeah. Like, really, really great. Portrays um, really well. Really gets into it. But yeah, hmm, that's so, it. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think they'll do a remake of the. Oh second look, and it's third. been out for twelve years. So and they haven't done anything yet, like, unless no. they do a complete series reboot and do it again and do more actual thriller stuff. Because yeah. Uh, yeah, he um, Damien ends up going on to be president, so yeah, gets a little messed up. So yeah, there's a little bit of history for right on to our normal scheduled programming i have a very large selection for you today i hope you liked it i really uh spread far and wide for this one that sounded so dirty that wasn't my intention (laughs) okay so let me just set the scene for you i couldn't go to sleep on sunday night monday morning so i was like oh okay what's happening around in the world and um i went on to pc magazine and um, I check in there like every few days, every now and again, when I want to get updated. But I specifically went this time because I was like, you know what, I haven't played a video game in ages. There's nothing I've been excited about. And also because it's almost Call of Duty season. There's the, yeah. you know, May is when the, like the name drops. They have the teaser trailer and all that sort of thing. So I was trying to see if I had missed anything. And then I found out that a week or so ago, 45th, and that's the 45th president of the United States. Yeah. We shall no longer say his name. But 45th had a meeting to discuss school safety. And um, he said that gun violence in video games and movies is the driving force in shaping young people's thoughts towards violence. You know? It can't, it can't possibly be anything else. But I swear to God, if I hear one more person blame gun violence, uh, you know, on something like... A video. What video game have people been playing since before the birth of Christ? But let's not get into that today. But anyway. Counter-Strike. <laughs> or is it Mario? I think it's Mario. Yeah. Oh, so there's this guy who's called Peter Alexander and he's like a national correspondent and stuff and he runs this like Twitter account, his Twitter account. So he tweeted out that 45th was going to meet with executives from the video game industry sometime next week for the post but like last week or this this week um for us right it was like next week last week but it's this week for us now so the week that you're listening to this podcast that it goes live 
to you know because they're everyone's still debating over what we can do to stop gun violence in schools and stuff and so the trade agreement that the trade organization i should say that represents the gaming industry in the united states i think they're called the entertainment software association i can't remember off the top of my head um they're approached the author of this article that I like read, he was they approached he approached them and they were like, "Don't know what you're talking about. We haven't been invited to anything." So if your governing body, for that entertainment genre, is like, "What the hell are you talking about?" You know that there's some shit hitting the fan. So everyone's like, "This is absolute bullshit. What the fuck are you talking about, Peter? Um, your statement is garbage. You don't fuck up." They don't piss off gamers because they'll come for you, blah, 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 anonymous, blah, blah, blah. And there was a lot of hate shit that I was, like, reading through. And then it turns out that Peter Alexander, he posted a new tweet a few days ago, and he's like, um, that the video game companies should expect their invitations within the next few days this week. So... To be invited over by 45th, and they're yeah. going to talk about video games. You know what? Blizzard will get, you know, their invites, and then they'll just send Zerg back. <laughs> You know, the White House just... to be swarmed in Zerg. <laughs> what do you do? Maybe he'll be um, the new evil character. In yeah. the, the character who turns heel in the campaign of um, Call of Duty in this new one. Or otherwise it'll just... But he might ban that too, like he did Fire and Fury, the book, which I still need to get. But I just... I'll tell you what. All your Trump are belong to us. Oh, no. All your oil are belong to us. What do you do? And then I was still there, and I've uh, I was scrolling through the articles at PC Gamer, and I saw that I'm not a massive fan of the Rainbow Six franchise, good sir, but I know that you are. Yeah. So I threw I... this plug in here for you, and because you were sleeping when I read it, so it's not like I could walk down the hall and be like, "Yo, bitch, <laughs> I read this article." <laughs> See, I remember playing. Like, I'm I'm really fond of Rainbow Six Vegas, and yeah. I just remember playing it with my brother and going through, and there was even Older with some younger. mates. Older. Yeah. And then playing with one of my mates from work as well. And there was this one map where we'd put C4 on windows and an NPC had rappelled down <laughs> and to go through the window. And we both clicked. clicked the C4 charge on the window and it's exploded and sent this NPC flying across over the map. a bridge and through the window on the other side <laughs> of the building. And we just looked at the screen, looked at each other, and his flatmate walked past and just went... No way, did you record that? And we're like, no, the capture card wasn't working. And we just, it oh. was hilarious. We just saw this guy flip through the air and go through the window. And yeah, absolutely. Oh, hilarious. Well, anyway, we'll enjoy this piece of news then, because according to PC Gamer, the third season of Rainbow Six Siege will have a brand new cooperative zombie mode, and you're all about zombies. Yes. But Ubisoft also announced that it's going to remove the re-own cost for the game's original operators. So this allegedly means that new players can have a better chance of pretty much unlocking operators um, that are available during the match, as opposed to one or two people picking, like other people on the team, picking yeah. what the operators are. So, yeah, in case... Um, we are a gaming podcast too... We just haven't really yeah. spoken about and it. And see, it's funny. Rainbow Six has taken a little bit of a back step because, I mean, Counter-Strike, Call of Duty, they're at the forefront because mm. people just love, you know, going out and just killing everything. Whereas Rainbow Six, or even like used to playing SWAT, mm. when we used to play SWAT, 
it was more about using the tactical advantage. How can you get the hostages out? Um, subdue. It was more objective based. Yeah, as very... opposed to just let's run and gun and scream and yeah. Freaking, so you yeah. have to think tactically. Yeah. And that's the approach. You have to th- you plan it all out. How do you like breach bang clear? Do you know what I think, in my own experience, I think people more people have pirated Counter Strike games. Absolutely. Then more people have bought yeah. any other first-person shooter game in all of sales history. Yeah. I mean, I haven't played Counter-Strike for a while. I have not played it for over a decade, I think. And it's just... I mean, it's fast-paced, but I think once I get back into Halo, Call of Duty may take a back step. Yeah. Only because Halo is a beast... I played like I want to say an hour of Call of Duty with you, not last night, the night before. That was a rampage though. That guy that you know started swearing and stuff and getting all hectic, and then I he he said something about you. Oh, who knows? And we didn't even have our headsets on. Yeah, we were ju- we, we just heard it through we're the just TV. Sitting there, you know, living our lives, having a conversation. This bitch is talking shit because you were in first place. Yeah, and I was in second. And he was just bitching. He's like, you're fucking camping, you fucking bitches. And I'm like, dude, I'm running and gunning. It's an assault rifle. I'm not, you know, packing a, I'm not packing a fucking sniper rifle on my back and yeah. an LMG in my hand. And the reason so he cracked the do? shits, and this was the funny part, I long-shotted him across the map with an assault rifle. <laughs> so Just cause. Just cause. He popped up behind a rock <laughs> and I headshotted him. So he's trying to ping me. And then it got to the point where he started raging. Yeah. And a few other... We noticed that he was doing some broken stuff. You actually reported him. Yeah, I had to because when you've got someone who's able to hide in solid objects... And mind you, we had five guys shooting him, like at him. It wasn't even... I was like literally wasting a 30... um, 30... Not 30 mag clip. A 30 bullet mag. And nothing. I'd, I'd get a hit marker like the first hit marker you get. And that's it. That's all. Nothing. So, um, but yeah, it's funny. And I mean, we don't know the, whether it was screen tear or what, but I mean, I've, something I've, was broken. Our fraps were pretty low. Mm. Or no, wait. No, fraps is high, isn't it? So you want frame rate per second. Well, yeah. You, so we've got good fraps. Not only that, we had a good reception thing too. Yeah. And I actually did the um, speed test, so we were fine. Yeah, and he was but red firing. He was just this kid. Doing stupid shit. I think he was lag switching, but what are you going to do? But anyway, let's move into Science Central. Go science. Go for science. All right, so um, we're starting from the weird things and moving our way into the cool biotech, biomed things today. All yep, right, yep. so buckle up. So a group of scientists at Columbia Uni, they created the world's largest family tree. Yeah, um, trees. Yeah, it contains 13 million people. Over approximately 11 generations. And this is the greatest data set ever generated in any research project ever. And it shows, obviously, trends in migration um, across Europe and North America. And obviously, because you get that migration, you also get to see, like, mating rates and how specific events in time have affected, um, you know, gene flow and all that sort of stuff. Well, look at before, like, 1850, everyone was keeping in the family. Um, well, actually, I people... read the article, and some people are still keeping it in the family. Very, family. Um, very... But yeah, it shows how people from different nations and regions and hemispheres married, reproduced over the last 500 years. <laughs> look at French Canada. Let's not be... No, 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 in the sense that you look at from a gene pool, there's a high level of homozygosity going on there. 
which is bad because in case some people don't know this, when you've got hetero, you've got you make it you make it a lot easier to have very rare genetic mutations. Yes. Um, be passed on to your children if you're heterozygous and so. you've got rare alleles. Yeah. However, if you've got just pure random people, hymas- that's called random association. Yep, random association. But once you've got a population that is essentially homozygous across the board, that's a bit better. But but then not as well because you can still lose the rareness. But if everything is, if everyone has the same genes, you've got no no variation. No, it's bad. So then, when it comes to an actual event where some change is required or yeah. some variation is required, you can see a whole like you, there's nowhere to go. Stop picking your nails, please. <laughs> I have to do it at least once during a podcast no. and, and see when people can guess. It's like winning the free prize. Um, then if you go through, uh, what do they call them? Bottleneck effects. Yep. And Genetic there's drift. just nowhere to go. There's nowhere to drift to because everyone's the same. To the pub. Um, but yeah, they compiled it. This is where it starts to get skewed, okay? It's not actual research data. What it is, is it they compiled this tree using genealogical websites and public profiles on like the top genealogical websites like findyourfamily.com, ancestry.com and all that shit. Yeah. So it's very skewed and it's also skewed statistically in that 85, approximately 85% of the profiles are sourced from Europe and North America. Yeah. So it's very one hemisphere. Very biased. Biased. So, yeah. But I appreciate the fact that we are now able to make meta studies and meta you know um what's what i'm looking for reviews because we can just crunch these numbers now computers are that fucking fantastic yeah i just like it how you can now compare the lifespans whereas back then people live into like 30 40 and now they live into like 90 to 100 well it's we're not supposed to live that long we are supposed to live till they think we're supposed to live till about 65 70 yeah um, but obviously we have a lot more health, you know, we have better access to healthcare or well, especially the Western, um, Western culture. Um, and we have better quality food. We have, you know, sanitation, um, our water access, especially in Melbourne. We have some, like, I think we're in the top five or top four from memory, um, water quality in the world. So not just us, but, um, not just Australia as a whole, but Victoria especially. But we do so get people who get all cranky because of fluoride and chlorine in the water. You know what? And I don't think people you know. understand things. But these are the exact same people that, no offence to anyone, I understand having a few, you know, knocking back a few because the mates are over, you're trying to unwind or whatever. If you're doing it in moderation and you're not doing it because you're trying to escape something in your life, yeah. fucking go for it. If it's part of your balanced diet, um, you know, you're in healthy in a healthy range. Just and when I say healthy range, I just mean health wise. So you're not at risk of diabetes, cholesterol, obesity, um, whatever. Fucking do whatever you want. Like it's your life, it's your body. Yeah. But the people that fucking it's the people that do really dumb shit and take hard fucking core drugs, and then they're like, oh, I can't drink water because it's got fluoride in it. You kind of go, well, that's a nice deposition you got going on there, but you can't really back up the facts. But anyway. 
People are Muppets. Yes. Um, there was also this story. I'm calling it Stay Frosty. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I got a bit punny after a while. But so um, the organic p- carbon layer that's found in permafrost, and I found out that permafrost is soil, rock, or sediment that's been frozen for more than two consecutive years. But most permafrost in the world is considered to be frozen for, um, let's just say, over 10 times that amount. Mm-hmm. But that's the actual, like... That's the term that it has to be minimum of two years. Blah, and blah, blah. we know what sits in permafrost. Yes, don't we? that's why I went to this article. But this is a little bit different. Um, so it's releasing this organic carbon as the ice is melting, and because it's within the water as the ice melts, it's obviously going to run off to catchments. And this is in the Arctic and Arctic, sorry, and subarctic lakes and ponds. So all of this organic carbon is running off, entering these water catchments. And because there's so much of it, it's altering the composition. And making it denser. Yes. But obviously, um, supposedly, I don't know what makes it so much better, but apparently this carbon is really good at absorbing light. And you'd think that it would also... This is just me adding this based on the story I read. But you would also think that it would increase the amount of nutrients available for endogenous microbes. So shit that's already living in there, whether it be archaea, you know, like the fungi or the bacteria already living in there. So you think that it'd make those populations explode because you've got a lot more nutrients, therefore they can, you know, grow. But if it's like, say, for instance, we'll take certain jellyfish, there is a certain um, crater that yeah. has a lake in it and it's got jellyfish, like mass population of jellyfish. Something like that, where they're photoreceptive. Yeah. If you're increasing the, the, the density the, and they're yeah. becoming darker and more stratified, it's going to start affecting the ecosystem. Yeah. So you're going to start getting plant life and aquatic life that are going to struggle to survive now because they're so used to living in a certain, like, yeah, say, a certain, certain level depth. and a certain light. Yeah. They're going to have to change, which then makes them more susceptible to yeah. predation. And that would mean that they would then get wiped yep. out so yeah bit of ecology for you there yeah and this one you're gonna love okay this one i i'm calling it hide and seek but penguins oh yeah all right oh skipper so let me set the scene this this story is amazing it takes you places so scientists are studying bird poop but the ter- the actual scientific term for it is guano Okay, so what they did was they went over to NASA and they said, Yo, NASA, um, can we borrow your orbiting Landsat satellites, please? And NASA was like, Yeah, sure, do what you want. These are the times you're allowed to use them. And then so they said, You know what no one has done before? Let's program an algorithm to find patches of penguin poop. Just penguin poop, right? Nothing but. Just so we can study population... What a crap job. Yeah, just so they can study population dynamics and shit. And so they're plugging these images through the computer, like through the algorithm and shit. And then all of a sudden, the computer, the algorithm spits out this area. So they discovered a secret... The species is called Adelie penguin. So they found... It's classified... Penguins have kingdoms, like crows have murders... And sheep have herds, and bees have swarms, hives. Hives, yeah. Or you get a swarm of bees. You get a cyclone of wasps, don't you? I think so. 
No, we get a cyclone of... No, cyclone of scorpions. That's it, a cyclone of scorpions. Sorry. Anyway, so basically, they found this kingdom, penguin kingdom, hidden on this remote um, Antarctic archipelago, which I think just means, based on its size and scale, they call it um, Danger Island. Yeah. Because it's like this massive island of ice and it sits on an ice shelf and not many people have actually gone there because it will just kill you yeah that's the joy of the antarctic archipelago yes so you know what they did they sent out a drone i watched the drone footage that they released and there there's there's some birds there um there's a lot of birds and they approximately think that there's 1.5 million there wow that's that's good for a population study yeah but the problem is something like this you'd have to put something through to make sure that it's protected because if people start going there and interfering well they're not worried because it's very inaccessible to go there so they're not worried about people visiting they're more worried about the fact that here we have another 1.5 million penguins that the ocean cannot um reasonably sustain much more so that's it and then, this is going to slingshot... This is one of my top five favourite things we're talking about today, right? Okay, you know I like conspiracy theories, uh-huh. but this is not... This is a stupid thing, <laughs> but when I was reading it, I I thought it was hilarious. I was pissing myself laughing. So, buckle up. We're travelling through conspiracy town. It's still science, but we're travelling... We're making a stop at conspiracy... You know, conspiracy station. All right? I will put the link, everyone, in the description so you can have a look at this. So, there's this video on YouTube by... His name is all one word, and it's called Secure Team 10. And he's some... It's not UFO anymore. It's Unidentified Flying Phenomena. So, UFP. So he's Oof. a UFP enthusiast and he does a lot of like alien conspiracies and shit. So basically it was, the images were already popular, but he picked them up and made a video about them and obviously put his voiceover and all that shit. So basically there's this big hunk of something that is cigar shaped and people think, and it's just in the snow, like on the ice, and people think that it's an alien spacecraft and because it's in such a remote part of Antarctica in South George Island, there are less than 30 people that live on that island and they're all research or military staff. So from the images, it has slid. There's no actual relative because um, you can't judge the distance without anything there that you know the height or the length of. But basically, they're able to estimate. They know it's kilometres long. They don't know specifically the actual quantifiable amount. You know what? I reckon it's a submarine. No. Space submarine. No, it's not a space submarine. It's, From Mars. It is this I this thing that's cigar shaped, right? And it looks like it's slid across the ice for kilometers. And then it's just stopped. But it ran out of Cubans. People were panicking because you know how the most likely and supported idea of what an alien aircraft for long distance space travel, how it's supposed to be a cigar because, you know, it pierces through the air fast and it's like all about the aerodynamics and shit. Yeah. Is it called space dynamics instead of aerodynamics? No, I think still... Yeah, that'd be interesting for someone to post, but I think it's still aerodynamics. Actually, um, I don't know. But anyway, so it's been debunked because it's just a massive rock that is being moved because it's being pushed by a glacier. Yay! So it just snapped off and then just... Yeah. 
And if you actually have a look at one image, he just shows you the bird's eye view. He doesn't actually show, so show you from the ground. And you will actually see in the link where you can actually see the shelf in where front of you. broken off. And from. it's broken off. And it looks like a frozen waterfall. So you can tell that the ice is just pushing it out as it melts and refreezes, melts and... Yeah, um, and it's just snapped off and gone for a walk. Yeah, pretty much. And I was pissing myself laughing. And I hate pseudoscience. Like, it's all well and good to have some conspiracy theories where you're like, oh, yeah, it's good to have a laugh. I enjoy the ones that may actually be true. Not like the far... F- I enjoy sometimes the far-fetched ones but and the military ones and the science ones. But I really enjoy the ones where it's like, oh, no, it's not. You know, this isn't a conspiracy. And then it comes out two, three years later. Oh, we didn't want to induce mass panic. Or we weren't sure. But I like conspiracy theories. Yeah. So, yeah. Space ducks. Continuing on our conspiracy theories. Um, we have another debunking one. Oh, cool. Here we go. Uh, this one is the proposed science behind the Mandela effect. People just... You know what I reckon it is? People just keep forgetting. <laughs> Actually, it's worse. So I found this story yesterday because I was moving through the I Fucking Love Sciences homepage again because I couldn't sleep. Um, And I read this article. It's very, very, very intrigued. But just to give you the rundown, if you don't know what the Mandela effect is, it's this phenomenon where in 2010, after Nelson Mandela unfortunately passed away, people were saying that they recalled his death occurring in the early 80s when um, they thought he was in prison and he died in prison. And... Then this caused people to, you know, change everything the way... Think about everything. And things had changed, like um, Berenstein, Berenstein. Yeah. Um, the way company logos were, company taglines, mirror, mirror on the wall, Luke, I am your father, and a ton of other shit. And so this led to this universe shift paradigm theory where someone says that there is was a glitch in the Matrix and this caused a couple or more universes to merge into one. So even though there these alternative timelines, we're now one timeline. But if everyone's doing merged, it, how much merging is going on from across the board? I have no idea. And then so this group of neuroscientists were just like, you know what, we've got the extra funding. Let's just do some shit. And they came forward and said that it's a load of bogus crap. And that this is the concept of false memory, um, where you have mistakenly recalled events or experiences that you never occurred, you never felt, you never saw, but you um, you distorting existing memories and your actual memories of things that you have experienced, seen, felt, blah blah blah, and this is being called confabulation, and apparently it's very common, and it may also be what's responsible for deja vu. Well, there we go. Except that deja vu is a present stimuli being encoded and stored in your brain, whereas this, um, to, in on terms of the Nelson, sorry, the um, Mandela effect, it's more so the recall, so having to pull something out of your memory rather than trying to shove something in. So you're saying I've never been a battle-hardened marshmallow on the front lines of France, two thousand and forty-six. I'm saying that. If you're trying to recall deja vu, that your brain, your brain for the deja vu thing, it's like saying, when you try and remember things, your brain tries to tack it onto something you already know. Yeah. So for example, if I'm trying to learn the numbers, my brain's going to know, oh, I don't want to have to worry about the number five per se. I just want to remember that it comes before 
six, yeah. but it's after four. Yeah. So your brain tries to slot that packet of information into a manila folder of an organized, that's already yeah. organized because it's a lot easier to store that way. But that's just how deja vu is working. Mm, deja vu. Which is very uh, interesting to see. I like yeah. it as a biochemical, you know. I like the way... I just think it's magical how a solid fucking cell can remember Image. something that happened to you that is not part of its actual environment. Yeah. Like, the neuron doesn't touch what's happening outside, but I can remember what I ate for breakfast, or yeah. I can remember something 50 years ago. Not that it's I'm just... 50 years old, but whatever. See, I can remember that bowl of cereal I had in 1412. <laughs> it was on the parapet of a castle, which wasn't there. It was actually in a boat. It was a pirate Pirate ship on the bottom of the Caribbean. I had no oxygen, but I was in space. And then you realise you've just watched, you know... Um, oh, Clockwork Orange movie. with 2001 Space Odyssey eaten like four litres of ice cream two tins of Milo then Where? you realise you're just going into ketosis because <laughs> you haven't actually eaten anything and you're just tripping balls you know? yeah. Meanwhile um, in my Star Trek Discovery withdrawals this article made me very 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 happy we love tardigrades yes, over on this podcast and the water bears have struck again Yeah, those um, this time a new species of tardigrade or water bears was discovered after a scientist decided one day he was just going to take a moss sample from outside his apartment complex in Japan and there were two um, they, it seems to be related genetically to um, two species found in Africa and South America, and that would be correct because once upon a time they were all one continent. So you can see how that would have um, that would be plausible essentially. And it's a new species. It's the one hundred and sixty eighth to be identified in Japan. They sequenced four DNA fragments um, at, that have obviously different mutation rates because then you can get a better estimate. As opposed to something... You, sorry, shut up, Fridge. Because you don't want something that just, you know, has a really, 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 really high mutation rate. Yeah. And then something, you know, because that can really skew your calculations. So they looked at uh, 18S RNA. Then they um, also looked at... What, what is it? What have I got here? 18S, 28S RNA. And then um, something called the internal transcribed spacer. And cytochrome oxidase 1, which is the first complex in the electron transport system. And from memory, I think it... Um, is it f Yes, it spits out four protons. Yeah, yeah. Hope you're happy about that. I am, um, yes. Yeah. That's actually going to be on my exam. We learn that next week. But anyway, so they chucked all of this data based on their sequencing. And I love bio... No one loves bioinformatics. But you only love bioinformatics after you get your data... Can yeah. we agree? You have a degree. Yeah. Stop picking your nails. But Put it's them down. <sighs> um, everyone loves bioinformatics after it's done. And I like this article because I have to do a bioinformatics assignment in a week's time. And I've made Stop looking time. at them. Stop touching at them. But Put them on separate sides of your computer. Have you noticed that tardigrades look like psychotic no, no, sheep? No, 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 no. Don't change the channel. Yeah, the psychotic sheep. Anyway, so they chucked all this into GenBank, conducted a large-scale phylogenetic analysis, and found that this new clade has an accuracy of 0 0.95 to 1, which means that it's pretty much 100%, almost 100% statistically uh, supported, and I love bioinformatics at work. 
um, I just thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, so um, unlike the Macrobiotus Huflandi tardigrades, um, these ones were munching on algae. Algae, algae. Algae. Is moss algae or is moss plant? Uh, moss is a plant because algae is a biofilm from memory. Algae doesn't have to be a biofilm. They uh, just, when they cluster a large amount of cells, they can form a biofilm. Hmm. Yeah. From memory, enough. moss are small flowerless plants. Okay. Let's check And, you know. You pull out their biotechnology. Yeah. yeah. I'm liking this moss. <laughs> Yeah, you know. Every time you say that, I think of your mother, who was like telling you, lichen isn't a moss. True. It's something different. And you're like, yeah, that's the point of the joke. Mom. Yeah, and it's not Liechtenstein. Do you know, I sometimes recall that whole presentation. We practice, you practice that presentation so, so much. much. Yeah. It's so ingrained in it my is. brain. It's just it's crazy. There. And that whole, when you used to get confused about the bootstraps. Yeah. And uh, the bootstraps they did. Oh, lovely. But the funny thing is, when, I mean, I've done a fair amount of hiking in the past. And especially on the rocks where you see a lot of the lichens, because it's a lot warmer and it's not as, you know, what well, I suppose damp being in a drier environment um the the lichen as most people go oh look it's moss it's not flowerless plant lichen um, basically evolves from sludge algae or cyanobacteria and you find that it's just like um chloroplasts yeah it's a symbiosis between fungus or fungi and algae and that's how you get lichens and um they can look sort of like a a lightish green, like an opaque green, yep. and you just on rock, and it just covers even orange ones. You get orange ones too. They're they're really cool. So they're very flat. They're not spongiform like mm-hmm. the moss, but um, that's the joke. So I'm liking the moss is really, um, you know, <laughs> just taking a dig at the moss. But or otherwise, every time I think of moss, I straight away think of the IT crowd. So there's another series we need to get into. Okay, I'll add it to the list. All right, moving on to viruses. Okay. Um, so there, someone, I don't know why they decided to do it, but they took this sample from Yellowstone's Hot Springs and they found this new uh, virus in there. It's called Acidanus and I'm assuming everything that lives in a hot spring is a extremophile and I'm assuming because it's called Acidanus, that yeah. means that it's very, it's very, um... Acidic. It likes acidity. It's very... Yeah, it's happy there. Um, hydrogen on, uh, philic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, So basically, they want to use this to inspire new drug delivery systems. It's a really, really rare uh, morphology of viruses because it looks like a spindle. Yeah, spindle-tailed virus. Yeah, Um, and this is this unique structure has architectural properties. Their quote, not mine, that is apparently going to can pose to be very useful in drug delivery. It's a very stable assembly because it has a lot of alpha helical structures within it. And they think that it can help genome injection and re- uh, ejection um, tasking so that way we can actually alter genes at the DNA level uh, because it's theoretically stable enough not to interact with anything other than what you're targeting it for yeah. within DNA or within the genome or whatever. Um, and its helical structure mimics that of DNA, so they think that that will 
um, help it kind of like aggregate towards the DNA. Yeah. And they looked at it with X-ray crystallography, which I learned today is going to be superseded by cryo. Yeah. Um, crystallography because X-ray crystallography is too finicky, and um. And you can get a lot smoother mm-hmm. transitions. With... Because you're just freezing it, you don't have to worry about everything being yeah, in phase no... or off phase or yeah. anything like that. So yeah, we'll have to do with the whole precipitating it out. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so, um, Sidianus tailed spindle virus or ATSV? Like, yeah, I think there are like six or so species because that's the genus. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, basically what they're looking at is the, the morphology of the capsid. Capsids. Because you have viral capsids. Yeah. And it's lemon shaped, so free lemons for everyone. Lemon, lemon. And if their research lemon. doesn't work, you can just go, oh, sour lemons. results. It's a lemon squash. world squash. Squash viruses. So, talking about gene editing. Oh, here we go. You love CRISPR. Yeah. Everyone who's in... You just shot up. Like, there was no tomorrow, didn't you? You just sat straight up. Yep. Michael loves CRISPR technology. Yes. Um, according to... what? Where did I get this article from? The Financial Times. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because it was in the stock market. And they're trying to say that... Every company now that is in the biotechnology field, it can obviously own patents for it. Yeah. And these patents for CRISPRs are going to be more um, money making than a thousand dollar sequencing machine. Yeah. So it's going to be more expensive to buy the actual CRISPR yeah. than it is to actually buy the machine to use the CRISPR. Yeah. And just in case wondering, uh, in case people And wondering. here we go. So basically all I want to say yeah. is that it's, you know, ready for human trials. This is the next frontier to treat many genetic disorders. Now you tell us what a CRISPR is. Yeah, so basically a CRISPR, what it means... Oh, you used CRISPR in your thesis, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Um, clustered randomly into space palindrome. Oh my repeats. God, oh yeah. Uh, I love it when you talk science. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, and what you do is you, you link it with CRISPR-Cas9 and it acts as a library. So... Um, do you know how much the patent for CRISPR-Cas9 is going for right now? The last time I checked, it was $9 million, yeah. like US dollars. And see, I actually used a gecko library. So they CRISPR'd um, a gecko, you know. What library. kind of gecko? Gecko, uh, gecko! Gecko, yeah. <laughs> and um, one of the, the guys who actually I based some of my research on was a guy called Michael Olson. So, but that... I and all the other stuff I can't really go into. No, obviously, but I was just saying. Yeah. I didn't mean like tell us about your thesis, tell us about your research. I mean, tell us about CRISPR. <laughs> and the bit and what the the, the the most basic thing about it is, you can target it a, to a specific point. Yeah. Like you don't have to go trial and error. You oh well, there's it some goes. trial and error, but it, it goes. goes. You you have to figure out to make sure it's actually binding yeah. the affinity to that because don't you have to make sure that it's not going to a sequence like for example if it's ATATGC you want to make sure it's not going to ATATATAT so essentially what you do is you just go through you don't want introns you want exons and so then you just go through and which sequence is best and you run it up against um, we use CRISPR MIT um, to do some sequences and we tested it against human you know yeah yeah. so um, cool but there's some um, yeah very very cool things because essentially the thing they want to really look at doing CRISPR is knocking out gene, gene mutations. mutations. So Huntington's disease, 
they want to knock that yeah. out. And in case people don't know what Huntington's is, look it up. It's, it's the, really is it GAC repeat or CAG. It's real bad, and it gets worse every generation. And mm-hmm. it's essentially a, t- a ticking time bomb. You don't know when it's going to kick in, but when it kicks in, it's completely debilitating, and it it speeds up each generation. Yeah. So they're trying to knock that out. So um, and also sickle cell anemia. They're trying to knock that out. So um, yeah. Alpha alpha phallocinemia minor over here. Um, So yeah, CRISPR out the wazoo. No, what else is out the wazoo? Um, I titled this segment. Lego has a leg up on the competition. Yeah. Buckle up. I don't know if you've heard this, but Lego, um, their botanical elements are now going to be made from a range of plant-based plastic, sourced from sugarcane. It's going to be added to kits starting from this year. Okay. I'm sorry, I couldn't get a quarter on it. And this is just after they announced that they're running entirely on renewable energy uh, three years ahead of their proposed schedule. And yeah. I found out they built a wind, a wind turbine um, just for the shits and giggles to celebrate. Oh, sweet. So you're 100%. If Lego, who's one of the biggest... Yeah. What do you call it? Not manufacturers of plastic can say... Fuck everything. We can be renewable. Yeah. Why can't everyone else? Exactly. So does that mean your Lego breaks down? It's not... Biodegradability has nothing to do with where the plastic is Excellent. sourced from. So that means they've just gone to go, okay, we've switched from ABS plastic to corn. But now can we talk about sugar, sugar cane? But can we talk about how much rainforest we're going to have to mow down? Yeah. To plant sugar Oh, cane? but it's sustainable, right? <laughs> but, um... All right. Cool. But this is my theory, okay? Lego is single-handedly going to take down Disney Marvel. Yep. They're going to run the world. I'm calling it now. You reckon Lego... So you reckon the Dutch are going to take over the world? Can I ask, why haven't Lego ventured into Lego-looking furniture? Well, then you're going into furniture, maybe. But why not? I don't know. They, it's solid. It I would like a kitchen table... Out of Lego. Lego. I reckon we can arrange that. It doesn't have to be hard, hard, hard plastic. Like, they can coat it with something. Lego. <laughs> anyway. Um, going on from this. You know what? We are making fucking excellent time considering the amount of fucking articles I added to this document. Um, onto the things I wanted to talk to you about. Apple have, is having a smashing, smashing, let me say that again, I'm sorry, I have only, I had like two hours sleep yesterday. Apple is having a smashing time. So I read this story, laughed my ass off, it's my second favourite story of the day, but then I also felt terrible because, um, it just, I felt bad and evil. So the story goes that Apple employees at Apple Park, they're running into the panes of glass that make up the Apple office, but I call the Apple Fortress, okay? And after a couple of... Like, they actually released transcripts of 911 calls. Yeah. And the poor people... And what they're trying to do is they're putting sticky notes and flags on the panes <laughs> of glass because the glass is that clean and that, like... What's the word of the quality of the glass? I can't remember. But they're putting things on the glass. Yeah. So that way they know that the glass pane is still there. Yeah. But the cleaning crew and other managers are taking them off because they think it looks unprofessional. 
Um, so people just keep walking into the glass panes. And they're injuring themselves. Like, the three, like, uh, transcriptions, like, the calls, transcriptions that I read, people, like, split their head open because they'd walked into the glass that hard. You're not paying attention, you're on your phone. Bang, straight No, in but there. it's just the fact that the glass is that good quality. They don't know the glass is there. How do you like them apples? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, when you look at the problem, it's very clear cut. Uh. <laughs> Let me guess. It must have caused a lot of pain. I don't get Window it. pain. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm knocking them for a six. You're shattering the competition. Shattered, shattered. All right, so um, second when, to last. Yeah, look go. on the bright side. If anyone's walked through them, we at least know where the error four or fours are popping up. Error four or four. Actually, Windows. Sorry, no. Yeah, oh it's... crap. All right, so I just want to quickly run through some recent food outbreaks with everyone. So here in Australia, we're having the Listeria outbreak in Rockmelon at the moment. And um, now the US is having an E. coli outbreak. And they are being forced to recall almost seven tonnes of ground beef, which I think is just mince, isn't it? Yeah. What do you call a cow with no legs? Bob? Ground beef. Okay, anyway. And pork, right? <laughs> and then the interstate ma- uh, meat distributors were conducting their routine cell load counts that, you know, every company's supposed to do. They're supposed to employ microbiologists for food safety and quality control and stuff. And then they found that there was a very heavy load. So they notified the US Departments of Agriculture, Food Safety, and good on them for actually getting on top of it yeah. and making that call. Because then, freaking, oh, so they, so far for them, they caught it early and there are no confirmed reports the last time I checked. And then you compare it here to Australia, where three people have already died and dozens of people are fucking infected. Yeah, plus we've still got measles going around. And then, you know, the, they have to tell the producer in Australia to stop. Share you know to stop selling it, to stop growing, and um, now there's going to be a inquiry to see to review how the food is going to be packaged and sold, package packed. So if you have a rock melon here in Australia, please just throw it out. If you're worried about the money, go get your fucking refund. Yep. Um, it is not worth it, and I'm saying this. Because as you know, I had this argument with my grandmother last week and she was telling me how I was being stupid. She's eaten this rock melon her whole life. She doesn't get I don't it. know what I'm talking about. Each rock melon is different. And then um, she was like, Ma, you, you don't know what you're talking about. And I just said, to, and then my mum was like, oh, what are you talking about? And I told her the story. You were there. She was like, oh, shit, quick, throw it out. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so, yeah, I yelled at her. So please just take care of yourselves. Apparently they're going to figure it all out, but apparently they actually, this wholesaler exported it overseas. Yeah, so it's probably heading to Singapore, Hong Kong, and New Zealand, um, and also maybe... The United, United Arab Emirates and Brunei as well. Oh, boy. So it's yeah. on, you know, it's already loaded. So but it's going to be fully shipped. You think quarantine would check something would. like that, don't you, you before they shipped it off? I mean, do you test one? Is it on the outside, inside? Do you have to do a probe? Well, technically, if they're grown, the listeria is in soil. Yeah. Right? But you'd assume that it would be 
predominantly on the surface of the rock melon. So, but have also to... once you, they, it would also be able to go into the rock melon too, right? Yeah. Be able to infect yeah. it. I don't know. Maybe. Um, yeah. Rock concert. Yeah. But anyway, onto something a lot, um, lot less, you know, jokey jokey. We we have a new outbreak now in West mm. Africa. This is Lassa virus. So since the start of the year, Nigeria has basically been suffering with this outbreak of Lassa fever. And we've known about it since, I think, 1968 or something like that. But we've just had this massive amount of cases. There's no vaccine for it. It's another viral hemorrhagic fever. Um, in Since, what was it? I think it was the 1st of January to, I want to say it was the 22nd of February or something like that. So you say a month and a bit. Over 1,081 cases were reported a week ago. There's a fatality of 22%. So I think that means that, I did my calculations, and I think that means that 90 people um, have died so far from this. It's even affecting and killing healthcare aid workers and humanitarian workers. It's that bad. And the rate could actually be so much higher, but due to the lower quality and access to healthcare, obviously in Nigeria, um, as well as the reporting, it's virtually, it's also virtually indistinguishable from malaria, dengue, and a ton of other things. Dengue, I should say. So without a lab diagnosis, it could actually be infecting a lot more people than is what is being reported. And also, um, it's being spread by rodents such as. Um multi-mammoth rodents and the problem yeah. is because they're small they leave the droppings everywhere yeah it's in their it, urine as well yep so they pee on something and, and pee in the water contaminate everything and off you go and um people are suspecting a mutation in the actual virus is what's calling causing i should say this exponential rate okay of here's a question for you yes you know how how do you test the effects of a bioweapon look i don't Hypothetically, though, if you were Can to... Can we just say, before we delve into this discussion, we are in no way, shape or form trying to offend anyone. No, no, We're no. not trying to say that this is a bioweapon. We're just saying on the back of this discussion, it's yeah. got nothing to do with the outbreak. I, you know, seriously, someone needs to do something. Yeah. Someone needs to send it's someone. It's more like looking at the sense of transmission. So yeah. what purely as a, a transmission, like as a, yeah. a carrier... What would you birds. use? Birds. So you got birds, rats, you know. I wouldn't they can, do... Because they can breed fast. I wouldn't do rats. I'd do birds. Birds, reckon? Because there are 560 birds to every person on planet Earth. Yeah, fair point. And birds go everywhere. And that's why you get avian flu. Yep. And they poop in like pigs. And I just read Trust? Fifth Wave too, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's just interesting, you know. Unfortunate, and so yeah, basically, uh, yeah, you c- contaminate an object in the home and it spreads. Well, also they have, I don't want to say poor access to, they don't have good water quality, and they're not, they don't have access to good sanitation, or anything like that. And unfortunately, they live in such close close quarters, especially if it's rural, that it is so so easy to pass. Yeah. Something along that's this infectious. Imagine if they went to a market. You contaminate every person that goes yeah. in that market. So it's just terrible. 
But anyway, so on that note, um, do you have anything else you would like to discuss? Um, I'm thinking of um, taking fig tree cuttings and planting figs in the backyard. So I'm going to get my gardening on and um, yeah, have get a some. Get some figs. I almost said Don Burke, and then I was like, no. No, no. So we're thinking about maybe popping down to Bunnings and getting some stuff there. You're thinking of popping I'm thinking of popping down to Bunnings. It's more just to get the um, the pots to put them in, and then I need to get the the root grower um, and work out the best way to cut the roots off the, the cuttings. Oh, sorry, cut the cuttings to put them in and then grow them. And we make greenhouses, and then voila, fig trees. Because, you know, fig trees can do some really nice um, ground cover. Um, not so much ground cover, but just foliage. But they grow big. So, and fast. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so there's me. Figs. And fig jam. Figs, 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 horrible up until Look, that but no, I'm, I'm saying sorry. it was a surprise I you were like generally surprised you're like oh this is I'm good okay look I'm one of those people that if I haven't tried it before I say I don't like it yeah okay um you live with me you know I have a very set routine I have things that I eat a lot that are in there and I don't really like to it's a big deal for me to kind of go oh I'm gonna try this I'm a creature of habit, right? So when you were like, yo, here's this fig jam, I was instantly like, ha, I don't like figs. And then you were like, here's this fig jam. And then I was like, I want to eat the whole jar. Yeah. So I had a good time. You know what I'm not having a good time about? Obviously, it's the start of the new uni semester. Yeah. And the start of the new uni semester, I always buy new toner, my printer. Yeah. My I just have a little black and white. Uh, not yeah, that's right. Just a mono laser, yeah, yeah. right? Mono tone. Yeah. And um let me just give you a tip. If you have one of those and buy your fucking toner online, first off, do not go to a store in Australia, go online. Because the toner is ninety dollars to buy it in Office Works and I can get three for twenty three dollars on eBay. Yeah. And it fits like no, you know, like a dream. But anyway, so I put in toner because my toner was out. I got another 40 pages printed. And then I got the error light that the printer drum was at the end, end of its 10,000 page lifespan. And then, this is not a conspiracy, this works. What you do is you open up the lid of the printer, right? You press the power button four times, and that manually resets your drum count. Uh, so your printer thinks it's got a new t- new drum in there. It doesn't work if the lid is closed. It only works if the lid is open. And then press it three times. Was it four? No, you press it four times to yeah. reset the drum count. You close the lid, let it refresh. It, the light will go green like the standby light. Yeah. Press it three times. And then you get the status report of the printer, and then your drum life should be 100%. Um, it can get a bit finicky, and the printer will be like, what the hell are you talking about? So, because I, I need, like, my quality of life yeah. relies on that printer as much as it does my laptop. So I thought, I ain't going to fuck around. I'm just going to fork out $20 online, eBay yeah. again, um, to get 
a drum kit, which I told you about because you have to sign for it for me. Yeah. Because I won't be home. Because you need. But anyway, so I did that. Anyway, so to cut to the actual point of this conversation, I pay this $23 on Thursday. He ships it on Sunday. He was supposed to get here today or tomorrow. Um, I've plugged in. The, he sent me a tracker this afternoon just while I was on my way home. And I plug in the tracker into Australia Post. And the Australia Post server is down for maintenance. Oh. Because it's for maintenance. And I just want to know where my drone is. But anyway, so if you have a brother, mine is the HL 1110. Like I said, I'll switch it on, open the lid, pump the power button four times, count to five, close the lid, wait for the light to reset, pump it three times, power button, see the progress report. I don't know how long it will last because I was having some issues where I had to do it a couple of times for it to stick to that. Um, I had to like press it four times a couple of times and now it's working like it's got 100% drum power. But like I said, I need to make sure my printer's okay. So I bought the drum just in case. Ask me how much the drum costs at How much did the drum kit cost? $188. Jeez. And I bought one for $23.30. That's nice. So yeah. But b- bargain. But 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 bargain. But 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 bargain. Alright, is there anything else for anyone? Uh, nope. No, no. Nope, nope. I enjoyed today's. I really like sitting down. I like planning for them and scaring, you know, for articles and stuff. What about you? Yeah, no, it's good. Like we come up with some fun stuff this week. Um. So yeah, all right, that's it from me. You got anything good, sir? No, nope, I'm good. No, 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 no. Also, I um, I want to have a bit of a bragging moment. Look, it's the start of the year. Um, I can brag because it's all gonna go. It's all downhill from here. It's all downhill from here, but um, I answered a quiz. Well, it wasn't even a quiz. It was a concept question. Um, and he said, yo, first person to email me with the right answer gets a chocolate bar. And I'm trying to get into the maths club. Yep. And I'm I'm not bragging, but I'm getting a chocolate bar tomorrow. Yeah. You'd be shattered if it's one of the little snack pack ones. I'm framing it. Because this lecture is very hard to win over. Even if I eat the chocolate, I'll share it with you. But I'm keeping that wrapper. Done. And he was like, oh, in your email, tell me which chocolate bar you prefer. All the chocolate. And I didn't specify which one. I want to see what kind of chocolate person this guy is. I hope he wasn't... As soon as he said it, I was like... I pulled out my phone and I'm like, I'm going to, you know, be the first one in. And I hope he didn't think I was rude because it was so hot. We were in a different room than where it's been held previously and in, like, um, other lecture theatres. And as you know, for that building, it's just stifling freaking hot. Yeah. And they have really big overhead lights that you can't dim. Yeah. So he switched off the lights. Thank God I was like in the second, third row because the light f- from the projector was still hitting us. So I could see it all right. Yeah. But um, I hope I he didn't think I was being rude, but he probably figured out that it was me emailing him. Probably, yeah. The answer. So, yeah. Um, if anyone wants to know what it was, it was basically the fact that how can any call I sell take 20 minutes to divide? But when we calculate it out, it's 38 minutes. 
um, based on the rate of transcription and translation of DNA synthesis. And it's because, what did I say in my answer? I don't even remember, man. I, I shit my pants, no, not really, surely. <laughs> but um, it's because there are, what do you call it, you have other, um, 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 what do you call it? Um, what did I call them? You have more replication forks than you do origins, points of origin, so it's already good to go. Just got a DNA polymerase, it has to bind, synthesize. Because for every replication event, I think you get another two forks that form. Yeah. So. Mm. I was going to say, I think that's right, but he told me that it was right. Because, um, yeah, you, you, the DNA polymerase runs at many sites simultaneously and that can decrease it from 38 minutes and then i was like thank you for your time steph yeah oh my god he actually put his email his phone number down yeah i think he's done his signature wow all right that's it for me hold on yes look i don't want to be the best i want to be the best be realistically, I don't think I can be the best. Oh, fine. Just study your ass off and you'll be fine. But I just... He told me today, like he told the class today, that you need a minimum. To, to get into honours and research, the minimum you need is like 65, right? Yeah. But if you actually want to pursue research, if you actually want to get into postgraduate medicine, dentistry, whatever, if you actually want to use this degree for something, you need to get higher than an 80. You need yeah. to get an A. Minimum an 80, A. Yeah. To continue on. So, look, I'm on track. I'm doing the work. I'm a topic ahead. Um, I've just got to keep up and keep... I've got to revise and stuff and keep it going. And it's not like I did shit. Like, I think the last grade I got last year was, what, 77? Uh-huh. So, it's not like I'm only getting Ds. But I just... I just... I'm scared, okay? You'll be fine. I don't know what's coming after this. You're fine. Oh, and also, if anyone is a student, go to your bank, take in your student card, tertiary students, and um, make sure that you update your student status so that way they don't charge you account-keeping fees for the year. Yep. Uh, I'm done. All good. What are your plans for this week? Uh, do some more reading. I've got some gameplay to catch up on. Yep. Maybe watch some more Star Trek. Maybe build something. Do yep. some gardening. Mow the lawn. I'm thinking of going to see Red Sparrow. Yeah. I. Um, what do you call it? Obviously, lecture. I've got like. He doesn't put the, the spy cam lecture. He doesn't put the lecture notes up because he's like, hey, um, when you go to symposiums, when you go to presentations, they're not going to provide you with documents to write on. You're going to need to figure out... You're going to need to learn to figure out what information is more important. So I figured I'm just going to re-watch them. Yep. Um, so we had a double today. I need to re-watch one. Well, I know it's pretty good, but you know when you just want to re-watch it to just add everything in there? Yeah. But I'm thinking of starting a couple of assignments this weekend. All my assignments are due week 10, 11, and 12. Get them out of the way now. Besides quizzes and stuff. So I'm just going to start, smash some, get drafts in. And, um, yep, that's it. That's it for me. Not planning anything uh, extravagant. Interesting. Yeah. Actually, it's a month out from my birthday. Oops. Um, in case I forgot. 
Yep. And that's it. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Party, party. Yep. All right. I'll shut up. Sorry. Waffling. All good. Yep. Okay. Anything else? No, that's it. Yep, that's it. That's, that's it. it. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Yep. Thank you for having the afternoon off with us. Yes. Um, that's it. Yeah. Live long and prosper. Au revoir. Um, may the force be with you. Yep. And you shall hear from us in a week's time, guys. Thank you so much. Don't eat raw potatoes. Yeah. Um, as always, show... Uh, the links will be for the quiz will be in the description if you want to get in contact with us or yep. the show if you want to pose us any questions be sure to do so if there's a topic you want us to cover please let us know i'm going to smash edit this and um upload you so yep. have a great afternoon yep. early Good evening now, and we'll see you next time Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Au revoir.